This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. It is my pleasure to hop over to Paris, and we are going to talk to a wonderful, engaging founder and CEO who is going to not only tell us about how to get humans to care more about security in your business, um, but he's also going to share his journey and what it was like uh, starting this wonderful, wonderful company called um, Riot. So I would love to welcome to the program, Benjamin Netter, uh, all the way from Paris. And hey, Benjamin, welcome. Tell us what what wonderful things your company does for businesses today. Yeah. Hey, Alison, thanks for having me uh, on the the podcast. Um, I'm Benjamin. I'm the founder of Riot. Uh, We created a platform to prepare employees for uh, cyber attacks. Uh, we do it. Uh, we started the company and the product by uh, sim- making a platform to simulate phishing attacks on employees. So you can go on the platform and launch attacks on your employees, um, and to discover which one of them are the most vulnerable ones. Uh, and from there, you can uh, very easily roll out an awareness program to your employees. Yeah, what the I basics of cybersecurity. Yeah, I think I, this is so important on so many levels because the trends in the U.S is even to have your financial audit, the auditors want you to have demonstrated that you've done this cybersecurity um, controls and training and your insurance companies to get commercial insurance anymore. They want to know that you've also had your employees do this cybersecurity training. Um, But employees don't want to do it the old fashioned way. And this is what I I love about Riot um, and this uh, little friendly tool you have called Albert. So give us just a little bit more about what somebody would experience. And then I want to talk about this founder's journey that you've had. Of course. Yeah. So Albert is the, we created Albert as a cybersecurity companion for your employees. Um, So you can very easily set up Albert on your uh, communication tool, whether it's Slack or Microsoft Teams. Um, and Albert will uh, go and talk to your employees about their uh, cyber uh, safety. And uh, so we created a program covering really the basics of cybersecurity. And uh, what's awesome about the format, so it's a chat-based format. It's mm-hmm. short courses between three to five minutes long. And the content is adapted for each employee. Uh, so basically, we are, we're trying to adapt the content depending on uh, what they do in the company, uh, about data that we gather from uh, the internet on the employee itself, uh, and the content is adapted so it can uh, resonate for the employee. I just I love that, and 
I think because I have a workforce that has a huge variety of ages and as you said, roles and, you know, to do one size fits all cybersecurity training, like that's so old fashioned. <laughs> I mean, when Albert is trying to tell stories, so all courses include, they include a story. And we're trying to have stories that speaks to the employees. And I mean, to, to have a good story, you need to uh, relate somehow with the story. So the story has to be adapted a bit to, uh, uh, so that the employee can, um, um, you know, like, um, how do you say that, like, um, uh, relate to the story. Yeah. Well, hey, this company, you have done your Series A funding. Um, fifteen million dollars and and backers. It's you went to Y Combinator to get it started. So so give us just a little bit more of why Riot, why this this passion around this topic. Yeah. So basically, Riot is my second company. Um, prior to Riot, I co-founded a, a fintech company uh, doing loans for uh, small businesses across Europe. So nothing related to cybersecurity. <laughs> Uh, we land on the, I was there for, for uh, six years. I started that in 2014 uh, and we lend more than a billion dollars worth of uh, loans to European companies. And um, obviously we were making this platform handling hundreds of millions of euros of transactions every year. Uh, and I was the CTO. So I was pretty scared that uh, a hacker would find a clever way to hijack the money somehow. And um, what happened is that um, an employee received a phishing email, uh, clicked and entered its password. And that, so that's how we got breached uh, at my previous company. Uh, and so that's when I uh, started uh, uh, thinking about better ways to uh, train my team. And I thought maybe I can um, launch an attack on them and uh, see how they behave. And um, the first time I launched the attack, the CFO was the first person who got hacked. <laughs> And um, I was telling this story to CTO friends uh, and they were telling me I want to try it on my team. And so that's pretty much when I applied to YC. Um, that was September, 2019. Um, and um, when I got into YC, I uh, had a chat with my partners and uh, said that uh, I would uh, pursue the new journey uh, um, starting in 2020. Well, tell us a little bit about, I've had other guests on the program who've talked about their experiences at YC. Um, so you went to the Y Combinator in San Francisco. Um, tell us just a little bit about your experiences with the support and the network and, and how that really helped you as both the, the founder and a business leader. I would say that, so I'm based in Paris and um, um, probably half of the experience of YC was being in the Valley and, uh, you know, connecting with um, top mind people in the U.S., um, but what I really loved about YC is the mentoring. Um, you're, um, you're in, when you start YC, they put you into groups and in each group you have five, uh, four mentors, sorry. And all of them created crazy companies that were super uh, innovative and they've been through it and uh, they, they know exactly what uh, they're talking about. And that's something that I found very rare, especially in France. Most um, people who give you advices, they've never been there before. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's something new that um, comes out of YC. I mean, mentors are, they're entrepreneurs. So they've been there. They know, uh, they know a lot. So that's probably the main um, reason why I loved uh, being at YC. 
So and let's talk about the fundraising because raising 15 million, not, not necessarily an easy, easy task. Uh, any key lessons learned that you would share with others if you were the mentor to them? Yeah, uh, I learned something uh, that's very, um, I think, unexpected. But basically, I've I've talked probably to uh, 15 different uh, VC firms when I uh, looked for uh, the, the first Series A. Um, and of all the 15, there's one I talked in person. So I went, I met them at, at, a, at a, a trade show. Uh, and we, we had a chat, a coffee chat, and then we met again in the office and so on. And it was really like a in, in real life experience, not something over Zoom, over uh, Google Meet. And uh, maybe it's just me, but I'm more, much more convincing um, in real life than on, uh, <laughs> on Zoom. So, <laughs> so the, my learning, my learning, and if I had to do it again, I would, and that's something that I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing now. I'm not talking to VCs anymore over Zoom or Google Meet. Uh, I'm I'm setting up coffee chats or uh, I'm not doing anything uh, over uh, the internet anymore with VCs, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, when you're not gonna wire 15 million to someone you've never <laughs> met in, in real life, right? Yeah, no, a a absolutely. I'm a huge fan of of face to face business. I think we can do an incredible amount um, digitally. I've worked internationally for more years than I care to admit. But there's still nothing like being in 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 person. So I I agree with you, and I think that's um, a great thing because you can read more about people when you can see their full physicality as well. Um, the body language. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hey, I um I want to come back to um and to our listeners. It's tryriot.com. Uh, but I want to come back to, to the product platform because you started it in the US, you've uh, taken it to Europe. Um, tell us about the languages. How many languages do you currently operate in? So initially, uh, Riot was available in, uh, in French and English. Um, I think it was actually, initially it was only English, but uh, now it's we cover four different languages. So uh, French, English, Spanish, and uh, German. And what are some of your um, like marketing strategies? How are you planning to get to the next stage of growth? Anything in particular that you're using and employing? We're pretty early. I would I would describe Riot as fifteen percent sales, fifty percent tech, uh, and we're not doing much in marketing um, because we've been. I think we've been uh, strangely very successful with with cold emailing and cold calling, uh, uh -huh. and that's how we've been growing so far. Uh, but we're we're doing we're redoing the website right now, and uh, I think we're uh, obviously kicking off market, marketing is the, the one of my, our main project for uh, 2023. Um, I think something that we do very well is uh, we're we're trying to set up a first attack for free uh, with companies we talk to, and so if I wanted to uh, convince you to use Riot, I would offer you an attack on your employees something that takes 30 minutes to set up and launch. I mean, it's completely free, so you, you have nothing to lose. Basically, we launch the attack, and usually the first attack is a complete mess. So 20% <laughs> of your employees end up clicking and um, entering their password. And obviously, you have on your roadmap, you have, and we need to train the employees for cyber attacks. But it's something, it's always in six months, we will have to do it. And uh, launching the first attack is really a wake-up call. Um, and then it's hard to ignore the problem once you have the, 
the data that 20% uh, of your employees need to be trained. Yeah, whenever I as a business leader have been um, inviting companies to come and do this, I'm always terrified that I'm going to be the one that they catch. <laughs> <laughs> we need to try it. <laughs> well, well <laughs> I've spent many years, um, you know, I had a foundation in, in business, but um, I've, I've pivoted and I've taken my skills to the nonprofit sector. So that's where I've, I've been a leader for most of the, the last almost 20 years. And I really worry about that particular sector. So you gave an example of the first company you founded was, was, you know, in the business of lending and financial transactions. I worry about charities and nonprofits because they don't, usually have the same business infrastructure as companies because everything's run so lean. And we hear all the time of charities and, and like trade associations that they, these cybersecurity um, attacks are getting through. They're, they're getting through. And, and so I think having a business like yours that can do the training in smaller bites, I so appreciate and scale it at different price points um, I think really will help take it to these other companies. Um, yeah, it's really important for us. So I'm coming from the small business background. So, um, and I've, I've looked at um, other products and they mostly cover enterprise companies. So it's mm -hmm. really hard to set it up. Uh, I think that's something that's very different about Riot. Uh, it's very easy to use uh, and you can set it on your team. It's, I mean, it's completely free up to 10 employees. Uh, and obviously we offer um, a, a good discount, I think, for uh, nonprofit organizations. It's something that's very important for us too. Um, and we've, we're working with a bunch of them uh, to cover uh, their employees as well. So let's talk about your, your values as, as a leader and the culture of the company that you're trying to foster as you, as you grow it. Um, can you tell us what the key pillars are that you're taking with you as you expand? Yeah, the, yeah. Probably the most important one is making cybersecurity accessible to anyone, uh, and I think that's something that's very important because hackers are moving down the. So, probably 15 years ago, they were mostly targeting bigger companies, but bigger companies have been uh, very well, very well protected uh, by now. And um, as a hacker, it makes a lot more sense to target smaller companies. Um, around 50, 50 employees is probably the soft spot. Um, and I mean, usually they're not covered, they're not prepared and, uh, they don't invest much in their cybersecurity. And so that's something that we had in, uh, in mind when we uh, started Riot, uh, to make something that can be used with, uh, by small businesses, uh, and even very small businesses as well. So I like to ask my guests, if we come back and talk to you in, in two, three years, I, yeah, we can go a longer time frame, five years, 10 years, but but what's the vision, Benjamin? Where where do you want Riot to go next? Yeah. Well, my, my big belief is that we uh, cyber attacks are going to get much more uh, difficult to spot and it will be targeting employees more than ever or maybe not employees, but individuals uh, in their personal life uh, to target uh, companies. And um, I mean, the overall cybersecurity culture is pretty terrible. So I would love to have a global impact on the cybersecurity culture of, uh, of individuals. 
and make them um, much more prepared uh, for for the the attacks that are coming. So I want to ask you a question. As you as a person, what do you do for enjoyment, hobbies, fun, mentoring, <laughs> um, outside of, of scaling a global Working. business? <laughs> <laughs> Aside from Riot and spending 80 hours a week working on Riot. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm French. Uh, <laughs> what do we do? We, we drink wine. Uh, we go for a run. Uh, you know, typical French people. <laughs> <laughs> typical French people. <laughs> hey, um, anything else that you would want to tell people that you think they should know um, about the business or the industry? I would I would say that uh, I would love to uh, for uh, people to uh, if they have only one thing to remember about this interview is uh, be careful about your uh, mobile passcode. That's probably something that people undervalue value a lot right now, uh, and your um, your uh, smartphone is probably uh, today the weakest uh, uh, part of your life. Um, most people they use a very very uh, only a four digits long passcode on their mobile phone. Uh, that's something that I'm very scared of because um, it's very easy to steal your phone uh, and um, to crack your passcode and uh, get into your bank account and so on. So if you have to do one thing in terms of getting a better cybersecurity, better security, it would be changing from four to six uh, digits long passcode. Great tip. That's my great, great piece of advice. advice. <laughs> yeah, and... And you're right. My my phone has not only all my personal life; it has all my business life on it as well. So, um, hey, great great trip, Benjamin. If people want to learn more and connect with you, where should they go and what should they do? Uh, Tryriot.com. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for being a guest. And as we are recording this. It is Friday and it's Friday in France and you're far ahead of me. So what's the weekend plans? <laughs> oh, not much. I mean, I have to do some, uh, we just got into a new office and I have to do some work at the office, like uh, setting up uh, pictures and stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have planned? The things that come with growth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, do it if, I'm, if I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much. And we appreciate you being a guest to our listeners. Always keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Benjamin, appreciate you. Thank you, Alison, for having me. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>